The Break 80 Podcast is here at Century World and had the pleasure of sitting down with a couple of the folks that really put on a wonderful production uh, for the U.S. Senior Open this year in 2023. Uh, that is uh, Mike and Danny. And I'll let you folks introduce yourself. That way I don't mix up titles, don't mix up exactly what you do here for Century World, uh, but want to lead the the listener into to why we're here, who you are. Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, my name is Mike James. I'm the general manager of Century World. Uh, been here since 2014, uh, is leading the uh, the operation here at Century World. And I'm uh, Danny Rainbow, director of golf uh, here at Century World. Been here uh, yeah, about eight and a half years. Came on uh, early 2015, uh, so not too long after after Mike joined on. Now, Century World is more than just the golf course, right? It is the golf course of a Fortune 650 company, and there is a developed relationship here between the the passion of Century, the insurance company, and Century World, the golf course. I'm wondering if you can speak to some of the passion that, that you've seen from even above yourselves. I know there's not too many steps above above you guys here within the organization left, um, and, and how that kind of relates Century over to Century World. Well, yeah, I mean, golf has always been uh, in the DNA of Century Insurance, um, and it you know, dates back to John Jonas, the then chairman of Century Insurance, who felt like that he needed to bring something, some activity, something to do for the associates of Century Insurance, customers, um, you know, we're a small town in the Midwest, and we needed to he felt like we needed to bring something that uh, an activity that people would again like to come to the area feel like there's things to do and so he set off to build a golf course and that was back in was opened in 1982 so since 1982 the golf has always been in the DNA of, of Century Insurance fast forward uh, several years later uh, Pete McPartland our current chairman president and CEO uh, you know uh, obviously inherited Century World but at the time when he came in 2012 uh, the golf course was in need of, of renovation and so he was faced with what to do with Century World and so he made the reinvestment into uh, the facility, the golf course, the, the clubhouse, everything, and and really set us off on this current path that we're on, which is, you know, uh, high high level destination facility, hosting major golf championships, and it's just been a real whirlwind, but a lot of fun. Not to say that it was any slouch back in 1982 either. I, I think you opened up with a, a large women's event here, and you had Robert Trent Jones Jr. coming into town to do this do this design. Um, was there was there a specific reason for that that choice? I know RTJ Jr. kind of talks about finding him and finding the land together, uh, but wondering what that initial design, initial conversation may have looked like for. The first century world. We'll call it the first iteration. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I know, uh, and I'm sure there were other golf course architects out there at the time that uh, were, uh, you know, vying for this position. But I think that uh, John Jonas and Robert Trent Jones Jr. formed a, a really great relationship. They, 
you know, in that moment, you have to feel like they, they, the architect, can interpret what you or you are envi envisioning, and I think that they hit that off very well. Their relationship, uh, you know, their stories of how they kind of talk through the golf course and what John Jonas had envisioned. <coughs> Uh, how specific holes were going to be laid out. The last three holes in particular, you know, the story of the flower hole and how that came to be. There was a lot of give and take and, and discussion and uh, you, you got the sense that they really understood one another. And uh, and I think, you know, today we uh, we certainly embrace, still embrace Robert Trent Jones Jr. He came back in uh, 2012 through 2014 to redo our golf course. In fact, the story is that uh, Pete came back to him and said we were going we're gonna to renovate the golf course. Uh, if there was anything you know that you could do over, you know what would you do? And he said, well, there are some things. Robert Trent Jones Jr. said, yes, there's some things that have been bugging me for years. And so this was his opportunity, and Pete said, great. Let's go do it. And so he had an opportunity, you know, in the, in the current age of, of, of design and philosophy and, and uh, technology, was able to uh, work together again, and, uh, and he had another shot at this. And, and then we've renovated it since with Robert Trench Jones Jr. in preparation of the Senior Open. So uh, we love Bob Jones, uh, great guy, very talented and um, you know that's where we are today so i heard i heard i played it during the wrong time because that initial renovation when he came back actually widened fairways it it made it a little bit more accessible for the everyman golfer and then as you prepared for the u.s senior open coming in 2023 just a few months ago uh not even a few months mm -hmm. it got a little bit tougher again so Goodness, maybe there was breaking 80 out there for me uh, just a few <laughs> years back. Uh, but going back to, to the atmosphere, because the history of Wisconsin golf was a lot of the golden age architecture done through the 19-teens, 20s in the city centers. Fast forward to the Kohler generation of the 90s and early 2000s with some of the, we'll call it resort golf. 1982 is predating all of that mm -hmm. with a big designer here in central Wisconsin what was the atmosphere like for a single destination course back then yeah yeah it was definitely a bit of a kind of a pioneer effort at that time you know Wisconsin wasn't on the map at that time for great golf like it is today um, it had nowhere near the number of top 100 public courses that it does today we've got 10 right now and uh the majority of those didn't exist at the time this course was built. So it was really um, kind of the first, you know, destination course in Wisconsin when it was built. It was kind of the one that began drawing people from all around the region, not just from, you know, an hour or two's drive away, but, you know, people were coming from Chicago, coming from Minneapolis, even hearing about the course from different parts of the country and coming in. So it was really a unique uh kind of a unique uh, characteristic for a Wisconsin golf course to have at that time to be able to draw people uh, like that. And, and it did just what Mr. Jonas, I think, you know, set out to do. It created this buzz uh, in the community about the course. Uh, the associates were excited about it. The people in the community were excited about it. The, um, and maybe in, in some ways, the light bulb started to go off to people. Hey, you know, 
you can build world-class golf here in Wisconsin and get people to come come play here. Now, this podcast, we are we are not recruiters for Century Insurance, but word goes an associate can come out and can play for $35 on a twilight round. Now, the food and the beverage that were all complimentary for a, a normal tea time, not something that the associates necessarily get. I think you guys would probably start to have some losses, uh, depending on which associates came out. But I have to say that is that's a phenomenal perk and, and one that you don't hear often of. Yeah, it's it's a really neat thing, and it goes back to that original vision that John Jonas had, and that you know Pete McPartland still has today uh, with Century Insurance. Is to this is you know the course is not just here to host major golf championships and to draw people from around the country, around the world to come play it. Um, or, or to you know benefit the corporate you know clients who are coming in. All of those are part of the purpose, yes. But one of the foundations was the associates, uh, the Century Associates, uh, giving you know a, a valuable amenity to these people who may be relocating here from a major metropolitan area or from somewhere that's warm all year. Give them a nice golf benefit, right? So they they come here and. Um, yes, a- after our 18-hole play ends, uh, we stop our 18-hole play about five hours before sunset just to make sure everybody who had an 18-hole time can, can finish. We give that a little buffer, about an hour and a half, and then starting three and a half hours before the sun sets, our, yeah, our century associates and retirees as well uh, can come out and, and play for that outstanding rate and, uh, and come enjoy the golf course. That is, it's just fantastic. We can't even find a $35 rate for a tee time. <laughs> In the Twin Cities, uh, certainly can't find one in Chicago where we were coming from. And amazing that you can come play a top 100 course. And I wanted to touch on that because named one of Golf Digest's best new courses in 1982. All the way until 2017 with not necessarily mentioned but a large renovation. What changed in that time period? Because since 2017 on, it's been a strong run. Top 100, top 100, top 100, top 100. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, t- I'll speak to that. It's the commitment uh, of excellence, uh, you know, we have the ability to prepare this golf course as if it were an extreme high-end private country club, with the course conditions. You know, everybody talks about uh, the conditioning when they leave, and the greens are regularly at a 12 and a half plus on the stint meter. Um, we have, uh, we, you know, we just go through a, a very regimented, detailed process to prepare the golf course, and I think that uh, that speaks volumes to the, to the golfer that's coming here and, and their enjoyment is something very different. You know, most people can't play Oakmont, but Oakmont is legendary for their uh, conditioning. Well, we have that level of conditioning, and so I think, you know, that commitment that we put in not to the golf course to the the uh, uh, technology, as I mentioned, we have sub-air systems in all of our greens. We have uh, drip irrigation systems. We have a lot of technology that we invested in to create that environment on a day-in and day-out basis. And, and our golfers really appreciate that. Add in our our uh, new golf uh, experience, which is it's fully inclusive. You go out there and you play, and you can eat and drink whatever you like. And, uh, and also the tee times, which is u- unique. Uh, how many times have you played a course that has a 20-minute tee time interval? It, it just, it's a very different, unique situation that we committed to, and it's all about the golfer's experience. And with all of that combined is what we're um, being known for. I 
think it's what people completely appreciate, and uh, we're seeing the result of it. Our T-sheets are packed, and um, you know, Danny and his team are very, very busy throughout the summer. I will say this, too. You mentioned when people leave, it's the first thing they talk about is the conditioning. We haven't even left, and we spent the entire morning talking about the conditioning and, and the fact that you have this, this area, this run-up area that is, is the same grass as, as the greens for 30-plus yards, just giving optimal chipping conditions. There's not a blade of grass out of, out of place out there. And believe me, I blasted some off the, what I thought was the face of the earth into spots there shouldn't be grass. And lo and behold, there's thick rough. Um, and I don't know if I should thank you or be a little bit upset about <laughs> yeah. that because it might have added a couple strokes to my game out there. Um, very unique in that sense, though, because you've got, you've got a kind of a rugged nature of a lot of the other courses in the Wisconsin, we'll call it the Wisconsin Golf Trail in that top 100. Where do you all feel that, that Century World fits amongst the, the new Sand Valley, the, the Whistling Straits, some of the other places that people do come up here and, and tour, including yourself? That's a great, great question and a good point to make because, you know, as modern golf architecture has evolved, um, a Parkland-style course like ours isn't what an architect generally sets out to build uh, this day and age. When they set out to build new courses that have come about, you look at Aaron Hills, you look at the Sand Valley courses and, and Kohler, they're you know, kind of mostly in that more rugged style that you mentioned, um, a little bit more naturalistic. And, uh, but that, that gives Century World a great place in Wisconsin golf as well. We're, we're thrilled about that because... Uh, when somebody comes here, it's something distinctly different than those other courses. Yeah, are we all rated in the top 100 public courses? Yes, uh, but you can go to different highly rated courses and play something completely different today than what you, can, you played yesterday and what you're going to play tomorrow. And um, it's hard to compare. You, know, you look at these rankings and ratings and how does one get put above, you know, a few spots above another or below another when it's it's kind of like comparing apples and oranges, uh, but that's that's a good thing for the golfer. The golfer who's making this trip, you know, it's a really good variety for them. I, I've played all 53 over at Sand Valley. Um, I can tell you this: coming here afterwards would be the perfect compliment because my feet, my knees, my <laughs> yes. body, it hurts, and to to be able to sit in a, a wonderfully plush cart with great amenities and and actually kind of not relax on the course. This is no slouch of a course. I, I, we had one gentleman able to break 80 when our moniker is break 80. <laughs> uh, but it at least feel like we could, we could take a little bit of a breath uh, versus walking and, and hitting the pavement, so to speak, in, in what are, I described as, as almost Augusta-like confines here. Uh, that being said, what, what's that normal clientele? Is it, is it a mixture of the associates? It sounds like decent play after it, the twilight hour has started here. Um, but also some of that golf trail. Who who do you see coming yeah. to, to Century World? Yeah, it's it's a lot of it's it's a it's a really nice mixture. Um, it's a lot of resort guests, um, so people taking golf trips with their with their buddies or, or with their you know their wives and a couples group or so forth. Um, so we see a good chunk of that that's uh, within a, a day's drive. You know, kind of that Chicago to Minneapolis radius. We see another you know kind of set of that that is from all over the country, even all over the world. Uh, we see a, a good number of corporate retreats, you know, companies coming here for, maybe it's a, a board meeting or a leadership retreat or something along that line and, and having, you know, meetings for a couple days and getting on the golf course one or two days. 
Um, and then of course your you know your Century corporate use. You know Century brings in uh, their folks from around the country or, or, or different business groups they work with uh, to have corporate events. Um, and then the, the personal play from associates and, and retirees as well. So a little bit from our community, you know, local community right here in the, in the Stevens Point area as well. Um, but all in all, a nice, uh, well-rounded mix that's really fun for us to work in. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about this too, just for the conditions, the expectation of those great conditions. What does the season look like for you here? When are you opening? When are you closing? For the, the listeners that might be planning really their last trip of the year, mm -hmm. how much time do they have to get in around yeah. at Century World? This is where Century World's uh, a little bit unique, e even when you compare it to other Wisconsin golf courses. We have a pretty confined season. Uh, we're generally open about June 1st until September 30th is all, about four months. Um, and the, there's a couple reasons that we do that. The main one being to uh, really keep our golf course in peak condition every time that somebody's gonna come play around here. Um, the conditioning is, is so recognized and it's such a big uh, component in you know, the experience of this golf course that we wanna make sure we're providing that every time someone sets foot on this course. We want the greens to be you know, rolling in that you know, 12 on a stint meter range, and we want the trees to be leafed out and green and beautiful. So um, it's a confined season. We're closed on Mondays as a maintenance day every single week to make sure that we are uh, keeping the course, doing cultural practices, uh, keeping the course in, in the best possible shape. The 20 minute tee time intervals are another thing that really help, help us maintain that, that beautiful condition. I suppose a little bit busy towards the end and the beginning of every year, too. Yes. <laughs> I, I want to preface this slightly, bringing up the old name just momentarily, but the Tournament of Champions, now the Century. Sponsorship began back in 2018, um, a lengthening out until I was told 2035. But honestly, the premier golf championship with the former winners from last year and now up to the, the 50th ranked player in the world, uh, visiting your namesake tournament down in Maui. Um, want to know, how did that start? How does a relationship from a golf course in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, find its way all the way down to the 50th state? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting, uh, you know, it's hard to explain, and I think Pete McPartland would probably tell the story the best, but it's just, I don't think there was an, a master plan of the Tournament of Champions now this century to happen. It just, a, an opportunity presented itself. Um, we had just rebranded Century Insurance, uh, the, the logo, how, how a Century Insurance presents itself to the community, business community. And this opportunity presented itself. And you know, when you do, when you look into PGA Tour events, you know that the people watching are, are business decision makers. Uh, and so, you know, as you started to study this a little bit more, the, this, this opportunity, it started to make more and more sense for Century Insurance to kind of, uh, you know, invite or, or uh, show off to the country our new brand message. And so I know that the, the, the century now has done that very, very well over the past few years to just you know, again invite people to understand who we are as an insurance company and, and doing that in Maui. Uh, the company uh, 
invites a number of customers and so you know there's a lot of interaction and getting to know you more intimately that our customers their family it's a fantastic uh, environment to be in in January so all around it's just been a real success and uh, like you said we're, we're committed to 2035 and uh, and uh, you know some fantastic golf out there too the people who play these players are incredible and they're playing at the top of their game and it's just a really cool environment to be in. Now I noticed a little bit of the Kapalua merch available downstairs. Mm-hmm. Work from home, very common. Do both of you get to pack up your homes momentarily and go down to, to Maui on a yearly basis? Uh, well, we've both been. Um, and uh, not every year per se, but uh, we've been over there. And, and it is uh, what a what an awesome opportunity, again, in January to scoot down to Maui and enjoy that warm weather and I tell you the TV does not do it justice as well as TV shows off the you know the blue water and the blue sky and the green grass in the mountains it's, it's just that's a magical place you just can't see it on television when you're there I feel like you're you know, I'm pinching myself at every 15 minutes because you see whales rolling and, you know, uh, just, it's awesome. You know, you feel so bad for the folks down in Lahaina that, you know, went through the fire and I'm sure that that will all be, uh, you know, worked out. And, and uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's a magical place, Maui. It is just magical. It, it is gorgeous. And bringing it back to to tie in here, the Mona Lisa, another one of those things. It's it's hard to describe what the flower hole looks like before you, you come up to it and you see how much those those colors actually pop when you're next to them. Uh, a little bit of focus on yourselves. Mike, you've got a background in hospitality it, out, of, out of West Virginia. Wondered what other luxury establishments you've, you've had the ability to manage and, and where Century fits in in, in some of that. Well, I'll tell you that uh, hospitality, in my background, started in 1989 right here at Century Road. I worked in the cart barn. I didn't play golf uh, up to that point. I just graduated high school and needed a job for the summer and worked in the cart barn. So that's where I learned the game of golf. It's where I, um, you know, took interest in the in the game, and then it grew and evolved to becoming a PGA professional and then got into management or general management. I've worked at some fantastic country clubs uh, in my career. I worked uh, for the Ritz-Carlton organization, which is a a very formative time for me as far as understanding high-level hospitality and uh, worked for uh, uh, the Greenbrier organization in West Virginia. Again, I call the Greenbrier like a, a grand old lady, and there are a few of them, uh, including you know the Breakers or the Hotel Del Coronado or some of the really old, well-established, beautiful, beautiful resorts. You know, and you work in places like that, and you you just get a sense and you get a, an understanding of how do you take care of people, and what are they, what's their expectation, and so that's what I do, and Danny and I and our management team that's all we do is try to figure out and think about our guests and what are they looking for and try to anticipate their needs and uh and and with century world and what we're able to do here we are in our inn our new brand new 
in at Century Road, our hotel, 64 rooms. You know, we can take that experience to the nth degree now. We can take them as they arrive at the property, play golf, eat in our restaurants, stay at our hotel, and really wrap our arms around them and make sure that that entire experience is exceptional each and every time they visit. I would say that is is on the mark as as soon as we touched the grounds. I don't think that we touched our golf bag afterwards. Every door was opened, and uh, I stayed at a couple Ritzes before, and it had a very similar feel as far as as the hospitality and and the focus uh, to to the customer was concerned. Um, obviously, not not quite as old of a building as the Greenbrier uh, or Hotel Coronado in in San Diego area, but. Certainly some some great views and just immaculate luxury here. Uh, and then, Danny, yourself, uh, University Ridge, time at Interlock, and now Century World, right? It, a couple great courses, University Ridge, depending on the rankings, the top 100 mm-hmm. here in the state. Um, obviously, Interlock, and close to our hearts yes. because it's in Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, how did you come to find your way here? Yeah, it... Uh, I was very fortunate, uh, you know, to grow up five minutes from University Ridge. So, you know, working through high school and college, I got to be at you know a really, you know, really pristine golf course, and really kind of knew right then and there that I, you know, high-end public or resort golf was probably where I wanted to spend my career. Um, spent some time, as you mentioned, at Interlochen. Absolutely loved it. Loved the Twin Cities area, and and the golf course there was spectacular. But learned fairly fairly uh, quickly that just a private club wasn't my cup of tea um, it is for a lot of golf professionals you get to forge deeper relationships with your members and uh, you know really run some some unique you know events you know the member guest and, and those kind of things are, are really fun but for me it was just you know my uh, my passion was being at a resort or, or a high-end public where I can see people come through the door every day and just and light up when they see you know the facility or or hear them talk about you know the awe of the golf course and the conditioning when they come off which is exactly what i what i get to do here um so yeah just you know always knew that wisconsin you know preferably northern you know central northern wisconsin was where i wanted to end up and so when i saw this uh, job come available that was uh it just kind of knew knew, knew that that was, was going to be meant to be for me and I would just add something. So I go back, Danny and I, you know, we talk about this. So I remember interviewing Danny, uh, and this would have been as we were preparing to open the course. And it was a Skype interview, um, which which is it's a bit of a challenge, you know. And, and at that time, it was still kind of new, this virtual meeting. But anyway, Danny and I had a chance to, to connect and, and interview. And I just remember within the first five minutes... I knew he was he was our guy, and I say that because Danny um, is very understanding of of the of guest needs. He's he wants to please. He wants to make sure that the guests have a great experience. Very kind. I think he's very approachable, and you see that how it interacts with with those guests coming from all around the country, or those outings. You know, we have corporate outings and such. He just has a way of interacting with people and with, it doesn't matter who it is, whether it be a tour player or, or a CEO of a company or a, a, a golf group of 12 guys. He just has a way of interacting with them as his team, but Danny leads that charge. And 
Uh, he's a very good player, doesn't play a lot. He's more focused on the guests and the business and uh, making sure our merchandise and our pro shop is well presented. Uh, a consummate professional when it comes to uh, leading our golf operation. See, I was going to ask if he showed great patience as Zoom didn't load and operate properly <laughs> yeah. as it does yeah. on half of those meetings. Technology at its <laughs> finest. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like a, a lot has happened, right? Mm-hmm. The, the senior tour, uh, the U.S. senior tour was just here. There was a big ramp up in the build of, of the inn. Um, what's next for the organization out here at Century World? Uh, well, I, I tell you, that's a if I had a dollar for everybody who was asked me that question, I think I'd be able to retire uh, next year. <laughs> it's uh, it is it's an exciting time to be at Century World. We're batting two for two, meaning we've hosted two you know significant national championships in the last few years: the 2019 Girls Junior, which because how we conducted that championship allowed us to. to Kind of springboard to hosting a major championship, and by all accounts, we we uh, uh, really did a good job with the senior open, which is, you know, is a kind of a pinch me still as I sit here. It's only been less than two months away, but it seems almost surreal that we're able to host that championship, and um, there is definitely a hunger. There is a uh, uh, an interest in what's next. With the USGA, we loved working with them. They were awesome in every way of it. I mean, we modified the golf course. They were right there with us, helping, not dictating, but helping. Um, you know, the golf course uh, proved itself. You know, Bernard Longer was the winner, but I would say there was on the leaderboard there was a spot above him that was the golf course. I, it, the, the golf course won. The USGA <laughs> loves to see the golf course win. And it won. We were remarking on on our earlier podcast this morning at how many people didn't break eighty. My goodness, yeah. there's hope in our souls left still, <laughs> just because of how difficult this place did play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cut was plus nine, so the, there you go. There's hope still. <laughs> there's hope still. Uh, and I know the USGA loves those hard setups, so I'm sure they were absolutely, absolutely blown away with, with what y'all did out here. Yeah, yeah and the, the, uh, the commentary on, the, on um, NBC was incredible in that uh, they were saying, and this is a U.S. Open course, uh, Peter Jacobson said, this is, they could play the U.S. Open here today. That's what he said live on television. Now, you know, here we are. We're, it, it's, it's flattering. And the players' feedback and the USGA's feedback and all that is flattering to be in this position. Again, we're batting two for two. What's next uh, is a good question. I know the USGA is in the middle of their uh, championship run. They've got the U.S. Amateur, I think. Uh, or did they just finish that up? Mm-hmm. Women's Amateur was the week before. I'm sure they're, you know, going... 100 miles an hour. We've been going 100 miles an hour over the past month or so. But I, there will be a moment where we sit down and, and talk. I'm sure um, there are other organizations. You know, there's uh, other organizations that uh, you know we'd be interested in talking to. So it, it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be here at Central right now because of what's next. 
We don't so, know yet. <laughs> so much renewed focus on golf, a, a remodeled golf course, a new inn, and a U.S. Senior Open that was satisfying to both viewers and to the USGA, and usually they like to beat the guys up a little bit. So <laughs> who, uh, who knows, uh, men's am, women's am? Uh, uh, we would uh, entertain both. I mean, the the men's amateur, you, you would need uh, 36 holes, you need two golf courses. Mm -hmm. So that would mean we'd have to you know, find in the golf course. Uh, the, uh, you know, the Stevens Point Country Club is around the corner. That would be, you know, an interesting proposition. The women's amateur is, is uh, 156 players, which is the same as the senior men's open. Um, I watched a bit of that. And, and you see some of the players that graduated from the girls' junior playing in the women's amateur. And uh, it's thrilling to see kind of the next generation of great players. And you, you can see it in, in those tournaments. Um, yeah, we, th those would be fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, it, and, they're, and they're cool in that those amateurs, you have uh, uh, stroke play and then you go into match play which, you know, There are compelling. some wonderful match play holes out here. Bunkering, water, mm -hmm. tough, tricky pin placements, things that really make you challenge. Do you want to put pressure on someone or do you want to lay back? It would be absolutely wonderful to see. All right, we are going into the last segment. It's just rapid fire. If y'all want to answer, you can. If you don't, some might not be 100% a, a to, the, to the correct person, but um, first question is, uh, what's in the bag? What's what's in your in your current golf bag or your favorite club in your your golf bag? Well, my favorite club is my 60 degree wedge. I use it anytime I get inside about 105 yards. That's a club I'm going to. I know it inside and out. I think my favorite club in the bag is a putter. Uh, I've got one of those arm lock putters that I've found is helpful. Uh, helpful to. Uh, you know, not get the yips or anything. I'm 52, so I, any little help I can get. Arm lock putter. <laughs> I, I had 36 putts out here yesterday. I might have, might have needed that, to be honest. Um, what's what's your current handicap? <laughs> you know, I don't I, I don't keep one anymore. I really should. I actually looked it up the other day. The last time I kept it, I was like a plus 2.2. I'm definitely not that anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I'm probably about a. A three or four right now. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I played with Danny a few years back, and he shot 66 uh, from the blue tees. <laughs> it was Fourth of July, and I swear everything he looked at, he made. Uh, you ask me, I, I, I'm a PGA professional, but I don't play much, and I'm a little embarrassed. I'm probably a 10 handicap right now. It's just don't get a chance to play as so much. So don't don't let Danny. Claim he's a scratch. Don't. Oh, I forgot. I'm not yeah. sure. Oh, I don't fall into that. I don't. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't fall into this two or three handicap stuff. No, he's a scratch. Draw Every or day. fade. When I'm hitting it good, it's a draw. Well, I tell you, lately it's been a draw, a hook, a fade, and a slice. So I don't know. It's a great question, and that's the hard part of playing now. And that's why that's the ten handicap. Just don't know where it's going. Strongest part of your game? Short to mid irons for me. <clears throat> yeah, I, w I would say anything with a nine, nine iron in, I feel pretty comfortable. I'm not sure about this question. Favorite course? Favorite golf course? Mm. 
I know. Other, other, than, I, other I, than Century World? Yeah, other than that, that's, that's, that's how I had to well, bring okay, that one back. Well, yeah. gonna, okay. The Century so, World aside. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite golf course, and I might be skewing this a bit with the overall experience, is uh, Danny and I played a course called McKenna Golf, court, golf Club down in Maui, um, Wailea area, that actually was a little inspiration of, of what we created here with refreshment stations and spread out tea times. That was, if I, uh, if I had won the lottery, you know, uh, that's probably where I'd head. Mm -hmm. And, um, boy, it's hard for me to answer. There's so many, so many great ones that I've played, but I'm going to say Pebble Beach uh, just for that whatever it is, eight or nine hole stretch along the water that is just breathtaking. We had the, the pleasure of playing that one together as well, uh, Mike, so, um, but quite a memorable experience at that time. And shot 72. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> I was quivering over every shot going, oh, Tiger was here. <laughs> he All stood right. here. Yeah, yeah, just that. Anything odd that you have in your bag? Anything Anything that's like a, a memento that you keep or, or uh, maybe no something chipper. like don't have a chipper no that's a good thing <laughs> uh, no, my bag's pretty clean I, I keep I stick to the necessities nothing really nothing extra in there for me well I, I tell you I only have 13 clubs and I've been um, and I could use a good three wood but I'm just for whatever reason forget about it until I get to the golf course and I think oh I only have 13 clubs so that, that would be odd, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I have 15, so we evened out. So I don't oh, have to take I don't have to take the stroke penalty now. Well, there you go. Yeah. And then lowest score. Have you broken 80? I, I'm assuming yes. Looking across, but sometimes this is applicable for these interviews. My lowest is 66, uh, six under, right here at Century World, Fourth oh of July, about five years, five-ish years ago, five yeah. six years ago. Wow, mm -hmm. uh, the rating much harder than than the par yes. too. So that that's a, a 62 anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, and Danny actually got that 66 with two guys who kept asking him, "Man, you're really under, you're playing great. How many under par are you? You know, you just don't do that." <laughs> Um, I actually shot 65 one time at Pine Needles Country Club, which down in North Carolina. And uh, I played with a, a few members, and uh, it was just a magical day. You know, you just have one of those moments where the hole seems, you know, ten times bigger and everything was good. You, hit a, you see the stripe of the fairway, like a mowing stripe. And you could actually aim at like the third stripe from the right and draw. It was one of those days. So uh, I got you. you I, got I, me. I beat you by one. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you both. Again, we are here at Century World, uh, the Robert Trent Jones course here in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, that hosted the 2023 Senior U.S. Open. And Mike and Danny, thank you so much for your time. Folks, thank listeners, you. as you know, the difference between 79 and 80 is everything. Maybe today's the day I break 80. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80. It's the gold chase. Well, you hit it on one. Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80.
Brady.